0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to kind of take some notes about gratitude and thankfulness. Gratitude is an emotion of the heart in response to one's benevolence to a deep need that w- went, that went, no matter you get, to gratitude is an emotion of the heart in response to one's benevolence, right, to a need that was met. That's one way I want you to look at it. Does that make sense? Gratitude is an emotional response of the heart to a need that was met. So when you start giving people gratitude, you understand that they met a need. Thank you. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for the gesture. Thank you. Remember this. Thankfulness and gratitude, they are not options. They are commands. Remember Psalm? And we can say King James. Psalm 50, 14. Remember that one? And I'm going to give you the other one right in the back of it. Psalms 100, verse 4. Now, these are these are kind of like you go, wow, you know you know it's important. It's sometimes we understand how to express. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay the vows unto the most high. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay vows unto the most high. Look at Psalms 100 verse four. Now you all know this has been our password to praise scripture. I just want to read it to you the King James. It says, enter into his cates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now that's big. Psalm 95.2 is another one. Psalm 95.2. I gave you these before, but I'm just kind of recapping just a little bit because it's important that you see these. Look at this. You know, somebody has to pay uh, um, gratitude thankfulness is just um, a response to someone pretty much meeting a need in your life that was costly to them, or it, it gave them, um, they, they did it without an ulterior motive. They just did it with the right heart, and they brought change to your life. Look at Psalm 95 too. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. You know, thankfulness, gratitude, it's showing appreciation. Right? It's to be grateful for someone. But what? It's not an option. It's a command. Remember we talked about that? So this is like what I'm trying to tell you. This is not like something, oh, it's an element I don't have in my relationship with God. Then you need to develop it. You need to develop a thankful attitude with people. And you need to especially develop it with God. Why is that important? Because here's the thing. Gratitude has to be discovered. How gratitude is discovered is you start understanding it's an emotion of the heart and response to one's benevolence to you, okay? It's one's response to a need that used to be unmet, but now has been fulfilled. A desire that has been longed for, but now has been fulfilled. You see, this is why God wants credit. You know what I'm saying? Now, he doesn't want credit like you it's like an owing thing. He just wants the credit for what he's doing in your life and done in your life so you could develop the attitude of gratitude. Does that make sense? Let's look at Psalms 136.1 and I just want you to see this. You know what I mean? Because it starts talking about giving thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Isn't that good? Give thanks to the God of God's He is faithful, love endures forever. Isn't that cool? Verse 3, give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Isn't that cool? 4, give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. See that? You start getting an attitude about God, man, right? He even repeated himself in 2 and 3. He said the same thing. How many of know if God's saying it over and over, he's meaning it? You know what I'm trying to say? How about this? Give thanks to the Lord. 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 Well, why? Because his love endures forever. His love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. What's he saying? He says, God loves you, man. If you never had another reason to give God thanks, was meaning like this, if you never had another reason to give God thanks, you need to give him thanks for the rest of your life because he loves you. That's it. If he never did another thing, just, God, I'm going to thank you from now to eternity because I know you love me. Now, watch this. Gratitude is born. Now, I'm going to give you some stuff here. I like this. Okay? Gratitude is born in the, now, I'm going to say something here. Gratitude is born in the ground of remembrance. I like that. I like that. Okay. Did you get that? Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. That's even better. I like that. I'm gonna explain that in a minute. Because why? Gratitude is. These these are gonna be good. Okay. You got. Let's just go slow because I'm gonna I'm gonna go speed it up and I want I don't want to go fast. Did you get that? Did that grab you? You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean gratitude? Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. Why? Because we are so stinking quick to forget what God has done. I'm telling you, man, I don't say that in a rude way, but you know what I'm saying, guys. Come on, tell the truth. Come on. Tell the truth, right? Like, what have you done for me lately? I love this. Right? I'm looking something up here because you know where I'm going. What What did he tell you to do? He said, Forget not all my benefits. Correct? But I want you to go here because you know where I'm going to take you in a minute here. I want to take you to um, James. And I want you to look at James chapter 1 and um, verse 23. Okay? Now, 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 sub, sub, we can start with 22. Sub this over. So, subtopic this in your notes, you people taking notes. This is what the Holy Ghost's number one job to do is to bring you, reminding you the truth. You understand that? Is that okay? So, the Holy Spirit, now I said something today and prayer was powerful. Okay? So, I could probably, probably got it for just this sermon today. Okay? So, today I was thinking about this. I was like, man, you know, he said, uh, we're going to bounce around a little bit. Okay, so did you pull that in? So we understand that. So, so what am I saying? Gratitude is, is birth or born in the fertile ground of remembrance. You got that, right? Okay, now watch this. So today, I said something so good. I said, when you pray, you go back to the place of mercy, especially when you pray in the Spirit, you go back to the place of mercy and grace where the blood of Christ has now produced redemption in your life, and you're tapping into that same reservoir of transformation that happened on the cross in the mercy seat in the throne of grace. So what it is, is it's an empowering factor. I explain this, okay? Why? Because it's the same Holy Spirit is quickening you to the truth. Why? Because God knows he needs to give you the grace to have the strength and the remembrance and the remembrance to not become a forgetter. Okay? That's why he keeps reminding you. Look at James. Let's just go here. 22. But be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Now, underline that. A hearer is self-deceived. Somebody that hears the word of God and does not apply it is already deceived. Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Do you see that? So if you don't become an applicator of truth, you're already deceived. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's likened to a person that looks into a natural mirror and forgets what manner of man he was, forgets. Right? Behold... Himself and go away straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Don't be a forgetter of truth. But whoever looks into this law of liberty, continue therein, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed. You see that? What do we do? We're quick to forget. Now look at the, look at the history of God with mankind. Right? They for, they're in the, they can't even remember for twenty four hours what He did. They're mumbling, they're grumbling, they're complaining. He's trying to take them to a better life. They're mad. He's trying to set them free from slavery and bondage. They're mad. He's trying, Have you not caught the pattern of life yet that, that you're living? You're probably mad about what God is trying to deliver you from. Hey, I felt the Holy Ghost there. Shandai. Come on, right? Like, you like, I'm so mad. Jesus, Jesus, I'm so mad at you, Jesus. I'm mad. I'm in love. No, you're in heat, okay? You're not in love. What is wrong with you? And now you're like, compromise your life. And you're getting ready to make the greatest mistake of your life. And God's trying to save you from it. And you're mad at God. Because, like, you're, like, getting ready to, like, jump off the cliff of no return, and God, some of you, come on, just chill. You know what I'm saying. Put this dialogue in where you need to put it. You know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, I want to go do this. Go do this, and it's a disaster in life, and God, God's trying to stop you from making the greatest mistakes of your life, and we're mad about it. It's true. I do it too. Isn't that true? And they're like, look at the children of Israel. Look at these jokers' track record if you really want to become sane. They're in bondage doomed. He's like, now nah, let's deliver them. They get mad about the discomfort of coming out of bondage and going to being set free. They're mad about the process. This is Christianity worldwide right now today. God's trying to take you out of the muck the mire, the junk, the mess, the bad relationships, the jacked up people, the messed up life, and bring you to a better place. And all the while you are on the way. You ever see them kids with their parents in the store, kicking and screaming and being dragged by the mama? You know, in the mud. I want to go. They got my napping there. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. The other day I watched. I was watching these parents. Man, they're getting rough because you know the kid we didn't want to go in the high chair. You know, one of those high chairs. I was in Atlanta. And, man, I was like, man, they're getting rough with that kid. You know, dad and mom were frustrated. You ever see parents frustrated? They're like, grab the kid, try to buckle him up, get him in there. And I'm like, you know what they're really trying to do? They're trying to feed this kid. The kid's probably starving. But the kid is so mad about the process to get to eat the food, they just ticked off. Parents in the flesh, everybody mad. And they finally got this joker buckled in, and they all sat down. And you can see that everybody was mad, like, ah. I said, there you go. There's Christianity 101 right there. God is trying to feed you. You mad. What am I going to eat out here in the desert? <laughs> That's you. That's who you, right? What, what, what gonna, I don't want to eat quail no more. I don't want no bread. Be happy you eating, bro. Have you not missed the miracle of God feeding you in the desert? I don't want to eat. God, you bring me out here to die? Man, come on. Come on, man. He said what? You're a forgetter. Why am I a forgetter? Because I have emotions and I don't like it when my emotional needs are not being met. Ain't that true? I like it when my emotional needs are met. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my emotional needs met or I'm going to complain. Bingo. I should start charging everybody at the door a psychological fee. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. It's true. Why, why are you a forgetter? Because your circumstances have your focus. Why are you a forgetter? Because your emotions have your focus. Everything you forgot about God is because a circumstance, an action, something going on in the earth has robbed your focus of his presence. If you could keep your focus on his presence, you'd be thankful every day. And I'm going to tell you what. Now you're really going to drive people up a wall because nothing's going to move you. You're going to be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> They're going to look at you like you're nuts. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? What good is worrying going to do? Let me ask you a question. Help, t- help me understand what you're worrying has changed in your life a moment of your time besides nothing. Help me understand what is your worrying your anxiety, did it speed it up? I think it took longer because I was worried. Has your anxiety fixed it? I think it took longer because God had to wait for me to settle down before he could. I'm telling you, man, if you could just keep your, well, Pastor Christian, it isn't easy. Who said it was easy? I just said you got to do it. And if you do it, you're going to be thankful every day. Why? Because remembrance, man, that's a good one, wasn't it? Isn't that good? Right? Right? Gratitude is born in the fertile ground of remembrance. Woo! That should be like on a billboard somewhere. The fertile ground of remembrance. Because you, you, you can change your whole attitude if you remember how good God is. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to say, well, you know, it's wisdom. Well, wait a minute. I got a lot of wisdom, but if I'm not remembering wisdom, I'm not going to get happy about nothing. How many become a massive rejecter of truth when you're emotionally having a pity party? I don't care what the Bible said. Pastor Liz tries to preach my sermons to her. I said, be quiet. It ain't your sermon. <laughs> Honey, you said this last week. Oh, now you listen to me. All week you can't remember a thing I said, but now all of a sudden you remember everything I said. You know, you get on read, don't you? Y'all do. Y'all lying in church. Y'all lying in your house. Mm-hmm. Lying. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Remember this. Remember this. Thankfulness is showing appreciation, guys. Gratitude is showing appreciation, right? Look, I'm going to tell you right here now. Gratitude is a power. Gratitude, write this down. Gratitude is a power that is more beneficial for your life than gifts and talents. Man, that'll preach, won't it now? Yo, sometimes I want to know where I come up with this stuff. <laughs> I really do, man. Because I'm not this smart. <laughs> You know, like, I'm the best at taking no credit because God knows. I don't even know where I get this from. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Where do you come up with a thought like that? Thankfulness is more powerful. I'm just being transparent, okay? You better, just pray for me. Just keep praying for me because it's working. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Right? Thankfulness is more powerful and gratitude is more powerful than gifts and talents. Isn't that cool? Like, you might be like, well, you know, I'm on the job. Hey, let me ask you a question. Okay. Now, just be serious with me, right? You all went to work. You all worked on projects. Some of you were, um, some of you were really, you know, uh, um, how many of you have been supervision at a job? You ever been supervision at a job? Anybody in here? Anybody supervision at a job? Who do you want? The most gifted person, the most talented person, or the person that's working with gratitude the most? Now, watch what gratitude shows up into. Flexibility. So, who would you rather have? I've had people could do, They stink. Do you, okay, you got a a person with all the talent in the world and they're ungrateful and you got to work with them the next 365 or you got a guy totally grateful but has no talent. I'd rather take the guy that's grateful and show him the skills than have the guy with the skill but no social skills. You see what I'm saying? So what do you rather have? Man, I'm going to tell you right now, write this down. Gratitude and thankfulness will make up the difference of what you don't know. It will. Who do you want on your team? I want the guy that's grateful. I want the guy that's thankful. Who you? Uh, you want the guy that's happy? Watch. You Want to see how you def- define it? Do you want to go to work with the guy that's happy that he has a job, or the guy that just complains about the job he has? You're like you're like they're like cancer in an organization. I remember when I was working as a job. Right? I came, you know, I came from New Jersey, and I worked for this high end, um, high end. Very high end. We used to make these things for like all these designer stores in New York City. So we were in New Jersey, and I didn't know that much about it, but I had an easy job in it. And we made this high end stuff for these stores all over the country, but mainly in New York. And these buyers would come in, and these cats were like dripping. Like I'll take ten at M, ten at E. These guys spent, like a hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Like it was like an afternoon of these displays. So I was like, you know, it was an environment that was producing you to go to another level. I left. I came here. Nothing against state to state. That was an, it was an environment. I went to this job. Joker, first day in the job, I was like, can't see that from my house. I was like, what? Other guy's like, who cares? Just build it. You know, it was like, it, it was a total different culture of thinking on the job So you know what happened? It rubbed off on me. I was like, well, these guys don't care. I guess I don't care as much. Next thing you know, I'm performing like they're performing. You left one environment where excellence was demanded out of you, and you came in another environment where excellence wasn't even wanted to be achieved. Who created that? Now you say, what has that got to do with thankful and grateful and, and honor and all that? It's an attitude that creates an environment. So if you're an unthankful person, you're gonna find a whole bunch of other ungrateful people, unthankful people, miserable people, complaining people. Have you have you ever noticed this? Now I'm gonna to testify to this and don't just go, oh, Pastor Chris, because you just like me, hush a little sin in mouth and be quiet. You know it's the God's answer. I had some people, the only common denominator I have with them is complaining. Whoa! That'll preach right there. Come on. The only relationship existence I have with these people or had with those people at one moment in time was we just found common things to complain about. That was the extent of my relationship with them, complaining. I don't have those relationships no more. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you get with sister so-and-so, Oh, you know, I know, I know. I got some, ooh. Right? And then like, then you write in it, ooh, yeah. And it wasn't bad stuff. It's, like, the stuff that's, like, kind of, like, all we got to do is, we get together, all we did was complain. You know what I'm saying? You got friends like that right now. During your Rolodex. You flip it right now. Like, when I get with someone, all I do is talk about people. You know what I mean? And then I got this. You know why that's happening? Is this. People don't really honor you. You know I learned that? I had this preacher buddy. I said, I would never call like Brother Norville or Dr. Rob or the guys in my life, I never would call them and talk stupid to them because I honor them. So I, I was sitting one day, I was like, why do people always talking stupid around me? Because they don't really honor me. I would never pick up the phone and call and talk unbecomingly to these men of God because I esteem them in my life. So therefore I would not put garbage in their ear. Number two, they wouldn't listen to it. they probably rebuke me. You understand what I'm saying? So why are people talking junk to you? Because you listen. So you're like, oh, they're my friend. No, they know you're a garbage can. So you just sit there and eat it. Oh, yeah, then we spit it out like truffles. It's in the Bible. How in the heaven is this a Thanksgiving? I hope your family's not over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> you're going to love my church. My pastor's awesome. No, come on, it's true though. Look, I'm just trying to tell you. you. Want to know why? Watch this. What happens after those conversations? It creates a mentality you stay in for a while. It's happening for your friends too. So what did I do? I learned like, hey, so the Bible says if it's not going to minister grace, I don't know if we got to talk about it. Okay, point number two. Gratitude is really powerful because it is fully aware that it is owed nothing in life. Jesus, good God, that needs to be a billboard for this generation. This generation is entitled to so much, so they think, but they're totally a bunch of buffoons. Okay? They do not... What do you mean entitled to what? Entitled to what? And let me tell you this other thing about, oh, you know, America is the greatest place in the world to live. You don't like it? Leave. Okay? Split. See you later. Peace out. Bye. Whatever you got to do. Listen. But guess what? Somebody, Somebody paid the price... For us to have the freedom we have, if you don't like the freedom you got, go somewhere. You ain't been nowhere yet. I've been around the world, man. I seen it. I got scared in some places. I'm like, this place can go nuts at any minute and given time, and I can't get out. Not You don't think like that in America. For the first time ever, America, through a pandemic, has seen what the world nations look like. This corona thing showed you Americans and me Americans. But I already seen it. I went around the country before. They're like, you got to get shots. I said, shots for what? They said we got all these diseases over here. You, if, you are not, if you are not in this spot to go into this country, you might get this stuff and die. I was like, what? Now, some of them, I, you know, I just was like, yeah, praise God, whatever. You know, I go in and out. But you understand what I'm saying. We never seen this kind of world we're living in. Because we live with a freedom we never, we've never even, now when your freedom gets taken away, you really start noticing like stuff. So why did I say that? Do not think you are owed anything in life. You're not gratitude is fully aware that it is not owed anything in life. A grateful, gratitude, thankful person understands, man. Guess what? Everything I got is a gift. Everything gave me was a gift. The family I got is a gift. The church I got is a gift. The friends I got is a gift. You got one friend. You better thank God because you got a gift. I got my family's a gift. My loved ones are a gift. My relatives are a gift. Praise be to God. They're getting ready to coming over to the house tomorrow, and you know, some of you better pray up before they get there because somebody's still stoned from seventy three. You got to deal with that, not me, right? Come on, listen. So you got to get the. Un- That's funny. Should have laughed. Come on, you got to get the understanding that nothing in life, nothing in life, is owed to you. Did you get that? Now I'm gonna tell you why. Because you have to this says gratitude. Gratitude um, has to become an attitude and it will change the world around you. And that is one of the premier principles of gratitude, right there. Is I'm not owed anything. Does that make sense? Because what happens when you got entitlement? You have disappointment. So I'm not saying not to live life without expectation. That's not what I'm saying. But when you understand, like every hey, air is a gift. Come on. Getting up today was a gift. We take everything for granted until it's taken away. Once it's taken away, then you start what? Then you really start recognizing how good you got it. Gratitude, right? These are the discoveries of gratitude in my life to bring change. Gratitude, gratitude, also what? Opens up a supernatural door, because this is a big one, right? Um, I like this, um, Gratitude—you could basically um, awaken gratitude. I love that because you want to know why ingratitude is basically rejected—is a rejected lifestyle in the Bible. God doesn't want you living that thing, so you have to make sure you understand that. How about this? Write this down. Number three. Everybody doing good because I'm, I'm I'm moving forward because I want you to get this. Number three. Gratitude is a magnet that draws or repels. That gratitude is a magnet. Did you know that? You ever, you ever take a magnet and put it where it works, positive, it connects? You ever use magnets when they're both positive, they repel one another? If you are a person that is, does not have a level of thankfulness, gratitude, you are going to be repulsive to people and not even know it. It's going to be your aroma. Thankfulness, write this down. Thankfulness, gratitude, they all go in the same kind of package, kind of like, they're all a little different, is, is a, is, a, is a tool to multiply you or decrease you did you get that that's what that repeller it draws a response does that make sense it's it's a magnet okay it causes you to multiply. It causes you to decrease. So if you got the positive going right, you multiply. If you got the positive growing right, you grow. If you got the positive going right, you attract. If you got the positive going right, you're successful. If you got the negative going right, you decrease. If you got it going wrong, you die. You got it going wrong, you repel. You will repel or, or attract the successful people of your life based upon the posture of thankfulness, gratitude Honor the inward position. It's an aroma, man. And here we go again. Have you ever been around ungrateful people in your life? How long do you want to stay in their presence? Today, literally, on the way to work, somebody called me and was getting prepped and said, I have relatives when all they do, every time they go, they complain. If they don't have something to complain about, they don't have a life. You understand what I'm saying? People live like this. So you go, wow, if I can make it through Thanksgiving, Christmas, I don't have to see these people for New Year. I can make it. That is not what I'm – I'm not trying to be unbecoming towards your family. How about friends? How about people? You get what I'm saying. Guess what? If you become thankful, people want to be around you. If you become grateful, people want to come around you. How about this one? Right? This is a big one. I love this one. Right? Gratitude and, and, and invites generosity. Gratitude invites generosity, generosity to re- be, be repeated over and over in your life. Gratitude invites re- re- repetitive generosity. Ooh, I like that. Right? What does that mean? It, it's, it, guess what? The more great, look, right? You ever do something for somebody and they're ungrateful, unthankful? I know this month sounds like, but guess what, right? You feel like doing something else for those people? Nope. Because remember, remembering acts of kindness from others enables you to maintain a great attitude and allows you to keep a place of thankfulness in their life. Remembering acts of kindness from others. What? does what? Enables you and me to maintain great thankfulness attitude. Right. What happens when you think about somebody? Watch this right now. Think about somebody that's done something that has made you thankful when you think about him, you can't help but smile about them. You're like, "Man, I th- man, that, that was a blessing for me." Somebody, I told them in the church, right? Sunday. Somebody went out of their way and and like literally, I got people, man. Like, look, I'm going to tell you right now, man, I'm serious. And it's really humbling. And I don't say this, I, this is not like a prop for anybody to do anything. But I got people, man. They've they like family family stuff. Like I want I, I was like, "Man, this stuff crushes you, bro." I've been so thankful to people, but I knew it was God. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, I'll give you a story one time. This is years ago. I never forget this story. Some of you were here for it, but I'm not going to tell you what, who, where, we when, how. There's a preacher. You know, you don't know who he was. I one time was just with the Lord. I was like, Lord, you know what? I was in a moment, and I said to God, I said, God, you know, I just want, I just want to know some stuff. And somebody did something so kind. You know, gave me something that belonged to them. It was a thing, and I said, well. And you know, the minute it hit my hand, I went to go sit down. I was like, wow, thank you. And God was like, I gave you that. Man, that blessed me. Doesn't it bless you? Like, my daddy loves me enough that he moved somebody in the earth to do something just to let me know in the natural that I'm loved. Not that gifts do it or stuff does it. I'm about to thank you. You ever get a phone call from somebody? I got a phone call one time from halfway around the world. You want to hear one? You want to hear it going? I was in a spot. It's God's honest truth. I could tell you who it was. It was Drew. And he called me from Thailand. Taipei, Taiwan, sorry. And I was like, remember Drew was here for a while, helping with the youth and all our kids. And youth ministry. And, and he didn't have a clue what was going on in my life. Didn't know Jack Diddley was going on. And I was right in the forefront of making a move and doing something. I was like, man, God, I hope this is right. The morning of the deal, I get a phone call from Taipei. I said, what in the heaven is this? And he's like, hey, man, I just was praying for you. I felt like I had to call you. I just want to let you know. He preached for a little bit to me, did this, did this, did this. He said, I want to let you know everything. God's on it. He's got you. I said, Thanks, bro. Really means a lot. been kind of a click, and I heard the door, the cars pull up to make this deal happen. And I said, I'm ready to rock and roll. I had a smile. They were looking at me like, What's up with you? I'm like, I'm gone, bro. I already know. I'm right. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thankful, gratitude, why? Years later, I never forgot that, and we wound up being in, connecting in seasons, why? I got buddies in Bible school, I got a buddy in Bible school, that literally to this day is my dearest friend, he's on the board for crying out loud in the church, because in a season of life, when I didn't look like I was, I was, I was in the right, I was right, but whatever, you know what I mean, it was one of those things that looked like, oh my God, and everybody else was wrong, and I was right, I, and you know, I was like, man, where's all my friends? They were like, south, and you know what? God taught me a valuable lesson. He said, you cannot look on the mountaintop to determine the people you take with you into your future. You don't find them there. He said, you find the people that you take on the mountaintop in the valley. Because the people in the valley are the people you take with you to your mountaintop. This joker was in the valley in the mud with me. There was no mountaintop there. I put them on a board when I started the church. I said, dude, I could trust you. Because even when I looked ugly and it wasn't true, you still stood with me. God said, your problem is this. You're looking at who's not with you. That's the problem with people. We always look to see who is not with me when I am going through my greatest difficult times. Will you cut it out? Look and see who is with you when you're going through your most difficult times. Those are the people you take into your future because nobody else is qualified to come into your future until they go through that stuff. Grateful, thankful. There's nothing I wouldn't do for some people in my life because they they were there for me at my greatest moment of need in my life. There's relationship where I have with people on the earth. There's no no involved. Just there is none. See that? It's a ma- it's a it's a, it's it's a magnet. How many want to be a living magnet of Thanksgiving, praise, gratitude, right? Isn't that good? How many of you want to understand? Generosity becomes repetitive to the thankful. People want, people, man, people want to do for people that are thankful. People want to do for people that are grateful. People want to do some stuff for people. Amen? You ever, you ever do something? Come on, right? We said this. You ever do something nice for somebody and they don't even say thanks? Come on, tell the truth. How apt are you to go back and do something again? You ever do something for somebody? They were so kind about it. They were so grateful. They were so overjoyed. You did it. You want you trying to find something else to do. You need anything else done? You know I mean? Well, no, 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 no. Why? Because you were you were grateful of my time. You were grateful of my of my of my provision. You were grateful. Jesus did it, heals these dudes from leprosy, and they all like, what? Where's the other nine? But well, we where are they left? How many? How much more stuff do you think he's going to do? Man, Jesus is ready for it. Write this down. I like this one. It's kind of like what we had going on. Gratitude, it's kind of like the magnet, but I liked it. Gratitude invites one to focus on what is most important. Gratitude invites one to focus on one, focus one's life on what's most important. Gratitude invites one to focus on what is most important. You know what that means? Gratitude lifts up above the noise of life and allows me and you to put our focus where it needs to be. Watch this, because here's the thing. Because remember, I talked to you about this. This kind of piggybacks. Remember I told you thankfulness and gratitude and praise and worship all produce an invisible reward because the people that are walking through it recognize that any suffering I go through produces an invisible reward? Did you get that? Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going through... Wait a minute, stop. This is going to produce... My ability to focus on gratitude, generosity, giving, thanksgiving, even in all the noise of life, is producing an invisible reward. I can't see what it's producing in my future when I do it, but trust me, it's producing reward you cannot see. That is what focus allows me to do. Focus allows me to see the invisible reward even though I'm walking through the circumstances and the trials of life. That's the power of gratitude. The power of gratitude. Amen? I'm telling you. And I told you this. It's not what's been going on or what's been happening to you that determines your level of gratitude and thankfulness. It's how you respond that determines your destiny of your life does that make sense? We well, can't go. Well, I praise God because life's good. No, 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 no. You cannot determine what's been done to you to determine whether you're going to do this or not. You can't do it. Is that okay? Because guys like Joseph, David, Paul, they would have quit. Jesus, come on, man, come on, giving God Paul and Silas. That don't make no sense. You know what I mean? It's beyond that. They see the invisible reward. Is that all right? Write this down. You will either become a master of attitude or you'll become a victim of your circumstances. You will be either become a master of your attitude, all this emotional mumbo-jumbo going on, or you'll become a victim of the circumstances. Because what will happen is you will not respond right because you're, you, 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 you're not mastering this thing. Attitude produces altitude. You understand that? You can't go higher with God if you can't get this thing right. It just doesn't work. I can't explain it to you. Is that okay? You understand what I'm saying by that? Make sense? Come on, somebody. I'm getting testimonies, man. People changing their attitude. You see that? You will either master your attitude or become a victim of your circumstances. Did you get that? Now this is big. Write this down. Write this down. This is huge. Gratitude needs to become the attitude of choice long before you know the outcome of your circumstances. Let's write that down. Gratitude needs to be the attitude of choice. Long before you know the outcome of your circumstances. Now ain't that good? The circumstances are not going to dictate to me where my gratitude, thankfulness, worship, and praise is going. I don't need to know the outcome of my circumstances. I'm going to give God what he deserves no matter what's going on. That's powerful. Gratitude needs to be the attitude of choice that I choose long before I know what the circumstances of life are going to be the outcome. The outcome of the circumstances of life. I'm just going to give it to you. Like, everybody else is like, well, let me see how this works out to determine whether I'm going to give God praise or not. No, no. You start giving God praise no matter what. Because you know, I'm going to tell you what. I think for some of you, if you don't get it right in the beginning, the outcome ain't going to turn out the way you want. So you better start doing what you need to do before you see the outcome show up. You guys got to be thankful. Now, listen. Grateful, thankful... Now, listen, you can feel sad, but you ain't allowed to stay sad. You know what I'm saying? People want to stay stuck. Oh, you know, you, let me tell you, you're not going to like this. If you feel sad, God has given you the tools not to feel sad. If you stay in sadness for long periods of time, you're not using the tools God gave you, the weapons of your warfare, to get out. You're choosing an emotional spot to stay. You can grumble, but God don't want you to stay grumbling. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just trying to give you a little mercy here. Like I grumble, but I man, I can't stay grumbling. You ever see these people that're mad for months? Come on, dude, cut it out. You can you can cry, but I can't cry all year. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? It's okay to cry. Big boys cry. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? You can cry, but if I'm crying for a month, something ain't right. I'm not applying the tools. You can grieve. Look, you're going to grieve, people, man. Look, and that takes a long process, but you can't allow grief to get in every day of your life. Come on. You can whine a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm, But you can't whine for long. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got to adjust these things. Don't, like, you know, when you start seeing it, look, like, here's the deal, man. Nobody's perfect. You get what I'm saying? My first reaction usually is to be negative. So once you start training yourself out of this stuff, it'll become easier. But in the beginning, guess what? You're going to whine a little bit. You're going to catch yourself a day into it. It's okay. Start applying thankfulness and gratitude and worship and praise and shift your focus and change your tomorrow. Is that okay? Because I'm going to tell you right now, gratitude is a fragrance. You could smell it, man. You know, Pastor Liz laughs. Like when I go to those cologne shops, you know, like when I go in those places... Man, I like Sephora. You know, they got all those bottles. People think you are going in for makeup. I said, no, nah, there's cologne in there, man. I'm so bad. I put, like, one here. Then I put one here. I've had up to probably 10 different scents on me. No, I'm serious, bro. I got a problem. So, you know, well, I guess it's better than stinking, whatever, right? So, I then I put one here. Then I put one here. I've actually done this. Top of my head. Pestilist thinks I'm nuts. She's like, how can you tell which one? I said, I remember I go smell them because I like them on my skin and my clothes. Nah, I smell. They're not even like, smell me. Smell me. If you go out with me, I'm people must think I'm whacked. But I really like that fragrance, you know? And the one I love, she don't like. But I said, I like the way I smell. So unless we're kissing, praise be to God, I'm wearing what I want. Right? So I just got my stuff, right? It's a fragrance. Now I've literally. Put these things on and walked into someone's environment. And like, oh, that smells good. I was like, whoa, 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 I think I did it with the kids. I was like, which one smells good? Smell this. Is that the one? What do you smell? They probably smell all of it together, which probably makes it hard. But have you ever put something on, like a fragrance, and you go somewhere? It just happened to me the other day. And they're like, I like that smell. What is it? They smelled it. I was with. I was preaching. Not here. I was out. Pastor complimented. He said, I like that smell. What is it? I said, man, you know what? Your aroma enters the room like a fragrance. You know, your posture internally, your negative attitude enters the room too. Your jacked up, jacked up ungratefulness enters the room. Your unthankfulness enters the room. Your hello, lack of gratitude enters the room. Get the internal posture of thankful, grateful, praise-filled, worship-filled, surrendered, servant of God on the inside, and the smell you got on the outside is a hidden aroma that other people are going to smell. They're like, I like you. I don't know why. It's my scent, baby. Come on. I got a scent. You like my scent. What is that? Holy Ghost. Where you get it? Relevant church. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. It, it gives out. It's, it's a posture attitude that releases an aroma to other people. You know what I'm saying? You know it's true. You know, you can't. I don't understand how you define the laws of it. I don't. I can't. How could somebody's internal picture send it off an aroma? But you ever been around people like that? Just like it's weird. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's funky. You can't only say like, I don't know. There's something up with that dude. I don't like him. You know, that's not mean. Or, I don't know, that girl's coming. You know what I'm saying? People at work. I'm talking about you. Church people, you know, that, we don't really have that. Because I, I don't have that pers- personally as a pastor, so I don't ever feel that. Like, when I get around people, I know everybody's a work in progress. Like, I just look at them like, what grade are they in? You know, where are they at in their life? You know, that's not like I'm judging. I'm not. I'm like, I don't look. I don't look at you. I look at you finished, so I don't really see your process. I just see you finished. So that's not me. Like I got people come around to cussing and cuss it and tell me about stuff. So I, I, you're not going to shock me. Trust me. You know, and I don't care if you cuss because I can get the cuss out of you if you stay around here long enough. I can, get, I can develop. So I'm in the game of developing people. So because of it, I don't see where you're at. I see where you can go. So if you got a little funky odor to you right now, I'm like, whatever, man. Just hose them down with the word. They'll be all right. You know, wash them with the water of the word. They'll smell better. That's it, you know? But I want you to really start developing this, and I don't want you to leave this in November. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're on to Christmas. Then it's going to be joy or something. (laughs) Joy to the world. You know, it's like, all right, chill, 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 chill. Let's just stay in creating a lifestyle of gratitude, creating a lifestyle of thankfulness, creating a lifestyle of worship, creating a lifestyle of praise, creating a lifestyle of... Of being, even joy, creating a lifestyle. Let's create a lifestyle and understand this. You know, one of the things I said to you Sunday, which was really good a couple Sundays ago, I said, I said, gratitude finishes what faith started in your life. And that's true. Because we do? believe you receive when you pray? After you pray, thank God. I'm going to tell you now, man, this is powerful. If you're a person that has a problem with being thankful, you're going to have a problem with faith. Because when, when you believe, you receive, what do you do? But Thank you. Thank God for what you prayed for. If you're not a person that's apt to yield to thank, thanking or being thankful, you're going to have a problem with faith. Because once faith is released, faith's, faith's test is thankfulness. Because it's not based on faith. The circumstances, and it sure isn't based on God's character, because God's character is good. It's based on your ability to stay in God's character and not look at the circumstances and thankful. thank you. I can't see nothing. I don't care. This thing's got an invisible reward you can't see. Just stay thankful when you can't see it, because he'll show up. And once it shows up, you ain't going to need faith no more, because now what? It showed up in the manifestation of what faith can produce. But you got to stay thankful in between the process. Very important. Did you get that? You got to pull that in. You got to train yourself to be here. Be a person that is full of gratitude. And I'm going to say this. I really believe gratitude and thankfulness leads into generosity. And now you start changing your whole life because now I'm thankful. I've got gratitude. i got joy. i got peace. i got generosity. I'm starting to develop fruits that I couldn't develop without the power of Thanksgiving. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you for this special time of the year. I thank you that even maybe now as they're preparing with their families and they're getting ready to spend time with their loved ones, I thank you for the salvation of the people they're believing God for. I believe with them. We agree, Matthew 18, 19, in faith that loved ones will be touched, families will be changed and transformed, and life will be different for some of them that needed to be different. Father, I thank you for your love and your mercy and your supernatural grace for us to be thankful. And walk in the position of gratitude all the days of our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We're going to see you Sunday morning, 9 and 1030 right here at Relevant Church. And from me and Pastor Liz and the family and from Relevant Church, we want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. Have a great day. Enjoy the time with the loved ones that you have. And I'm telling you what. Be thankful for everything God has given you and we give him thanks because he's been good to us and you know it's true. Amen. I love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.